made up by people who have no knowledge and people who don't have, um, you know, I believe very much that they are not committed to intellectual reasoning. Because before you uh, make any declaration regards, you know, issues like that, whoever is, is going to do that must have first of all study what is European Union itself? How did it come about? But the fact is this. From my right up, I give you I give you a detailed roadmap about it. In 1945, you know, there was the, the Second World War came to an end. And when the Second World War came to an end, you know, it shook America. Those of you who are very much in, uh, uh, in tune with the history of it, it shook, it shook the whole of Europe and tore it to pieces. It got to the, to the border, you know, it got to the border of Africa and it affected the African nations because we were bringing African nations, you know, to fight in Paris and many of them died there and all stuff like that. It shook the whole world. But after America intervened and then the victory came, Russia involved and all stuff like that. And the war ended on the 2nd of September 1945. The, you know, six European countries thought that, look, we need a more transnational and a more international cooperation. That if those of us who are just immediately immediate around this uh, vicinity of Germany and you know who have been badly affected by war, if we come together to cooperate, you know, and work together, we will have a better Europe. That is how it came about. And if you look at that, Satan can't think of peace. It must be the Spirit of God. Understand that these are nations during that period or before that period who were very much committed to God, and also a good number of them are into mission and stuff like that. It's the cradle of our, our modern day Christianity. So, <clears throat> having said that, you know, uh, you know, a group of people emerged who are federalists, they call them, and these people felt that look, if we are going to come together for collaboration. We need to have um, a governance, sort of. And they thought about constitution for Europe. Now, these people, you know, people may have various um, thoughts about, about that, but their intention is that, well, if six countries are coming together to collaborate, there must be rules and regulations that will guide them. And in this case, they push for constitution. But... There is another group of people called nationalists, of which England is one of it. We believe in Dyson's theory, parliamentary sovereignty, that our parliament is sovereign and our Supreme Court is sovereign authority in law. And uh, we felt that, no, we would not subscribe to a constitution Europe because that would mean that we are going to become a country eventually. So, we, you know, Kicked against, against that. But then in 1949, <coughs> they came about NATO. Like, okay, we need to protect ourselves first. And the intention of NATO, when it was formed, you know, through Washington uh, Treaty, is to set up a, a military um, operation that will defend everybody involved. So that if anybody attacked this country, all of us attacked that person. That looks good. Security. Okay. Having gone through that, then they went to 1951, 
when they began to think about economic collaboration. So they started the European Coal and Steel Communities, Community uh, you know, Pack, which brought about these six countries. Brought all that together. Okay, we have coal, we have um, uh, steel. Let's bring our economy together. It will, it will help us build a strong economy, all of us together. Which was good. Now, which countries are the countries involved really? It's Belgium, France, Germany, Italy, this Belenox, you know, uh, and West Germany, Italy, Luxembourg, and Netherlands. And when they started the coal and steel joint together, they, it, it led them to uh, 1957, where they decided that, look, why don't we set up a common market which will strengthen our economy together? So they formed the European um, uh, Economic Community. At the same time, they formed what they called Euratom, which is European Atomic Energy Community. And the goal of the European Economic uh, the, uh, the, the Atomic Community was a joint venture in nuclear energy, whereas the European Economic Community was, you know, to create a, a, a common market, uh, which we have um, custom union and free movement of capital and labor. Now, you will have been hearing the word, we are going out of single market. This is not single market, I'm talking about common market. Okay, and then the custom union. Now, you have been hearing that we will leave, our Prime Minister said that our Brexit, formally she said the Brexit is hard Brexit. Now she said the Brexit is no more hard Brexit. But if you read within the line, what this Brexit from our Prime Minister is saying is still hard Brexit. Because what is hard Brexit? Hard Brexit is that we get out of you, you know, the single market and we get out of the, the custom union. Okay? And then we will now go under United Nations uh, World Trade Organization, rather, WTO rule, so that we will be to Europe like America is to Europe or like Tanzania is to Europe or like China is to Europe. Okay? Now, if she was pushing for hard Brexit initially, which is just that. And now they say that we are pushing for soft Brexit, and yet when she submitted our intentions, she still said we are out of custom union and we are out of the single market. Really, she is still talking about hard Brexit. That you must know that. All right? Because hard Brexit is just that. Okay. But would, I, would, I will help you understand what that means. But 1957 to 1958, you know, the Treaty of Rome came up. And, you know, which is for common market. And their intention is that, well, we have custom union and free uh, movement of capital and labor. Custom union is, you know, a collaboration whereby if you export, if you take goods, I won't call it export, but it will not be export anymore. Before the custom union, if you take goods from London to uh, France, okay, once you pass into Calais, you will pay duty. And there are some other things they call equivalent measures. Those are tariffs and all stuff like that. From various sections, quarantine will be there if it is uh, consumable goods and you have you know, health 
and all or whatnot. But apart from that, the time it would take a trailer carrying, let me say, Apple to pass through all these checks before he gets to uh, France, all that amounts into money. All the checks that he will go through before he now eventually go to the custom duty, all amount to money. So at the end of the day, those goods, all the excess money that is, that is accumulated on it will be added on the cost for consumers. So it means that if, you're taking, if we import goods from, from China into England and we take the goods to um, uh, 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 Paris or to France, the, the cost of that goods will have increased because of all these custom duties and equivalent you know, you know, tariffs and measures with equivalent effect. That is what custom, custom union is. So in custom union, all those duties are taken away. It will just be like taking apple from London to Manchester. If you are going to Germany with your apple, it's like going to sell the apple in Manchester. Because we are one union. All right? Now, so that was the intention of the European Economic Community Free movement of capital, you can carry your money to another country in Europe and you can spend it. You can buy goods from here, you can take it to the other union, you wouldn't pay. But if you look at all this, then you will discover that we are talking about taking goods from one country, crossing the border of another country, all right, and then selling it in another country. What about if Somebody in, in Paris ate my apple and that person got poison, food poison. And that person wants to sue me in England. Who presides over the, the, uh, the case? Is it Paris court? Is it English court? What about if I have my company, you know, sold, supplied a company in Germany with some commodities and that company in Germany, you know, disagree with me? In the matter of terms, how do we handle this? What about if, you know, we have issues of disputes of uh, territory by fishermen and stuff? Who handles it? And then this is what brought about the thought that the union needs a court that is not British court or German court, who will be a supreme court where if... A German has a problem with an English person and they, they cannot resolve it. Then they can go to this court that is not German, no English, but is European to, you know, um, uh, uh, settle the issue. But let me say this to you. <clears throat> if you look at this, though, if, you, if we look at the nationalistic view, which England has always been, how could we submit the supremacy of our lawmakers, the parliament, to be interpreted by somebody else. How could we submit, um, you know, our Supreme Court's decision to be reviewed by somebody else? To a nationalist, no, that's not, that's not right. And this is one of the major problems that have lingered in England all from scratch till now. If you look at the Brexit, Brexit is based on two points, control of our borders and control of our law. The control of our law is national, the nationalistic view. The control of our borders is just, you know, 
Another issue which I'll just give you a little, you know, understanding about how that came about. So therefore, because you are dealing with different nations, all right, and each nation have their own laws, then there is a need for another set of laws that will govern all nations together. But you know, in international law, when international laws are made, they are not binding to any nation. Okay? But the uniqueness of European Union, which has made the European Union an organization which never existed. It never existed in our own time. You know, the, the uniqueness of United Nations, of the EU, is that it has legal and political structure, which is not so with other international laws. And it is the first of such in the world. Therefore, the issue of treaties came about. Then we have the European, you know, various levels in, in the European Union, the governmental structure or political structure, MPs and the, the, the European um, Council and the rest of them. But for our audience, what I want to talk about is the fact that we English have our own law. German have their laws. Italian have their laws. But now, if I go to Italy, I'm a citizen of Italy as a British. If Italian comes to England, he's a citizen of England. All right? So, to achieve that, the now came about um, two vehicles. The principle of mutual recognition and also the principle of harmonization. So, Harmonization means that the laws that are made by the European authority will be engrafted in the local laws of every nation. That is to harmonize those laws into our laws. Now, when we talk about leaving the EU, what, what the, one of the first problems before the challenge of the Supreme Court was that um, they said, we have about, um, is this 17,000 laws of EU already? in our laws, and which, when we Brexit, we have to repeal them. So, but what happened, when they say that, what that means is that those European laws have been adopted into our own law in England. Now, all the laws that affect employ, employee, which you have been enjoying the benefits, all the laws that affect rights of women, which you have been enjoying the benefit. Paternity leave, which fathers now are having leave and stuff like that, which you have been enjoying. All the laws that have been, uh, you know, affecting non-tariff and, you know, free movement of you going there and selling. All those laws have to be repealed in our own law. And you know, to repeal a law is a long process. The government of our country cannot just say those laws are no more binding because we have established some rights over the years through those laws. Now, this is going to be a big headache for our parliament, which they have to handle now. Okay. But having said that, you have the principle of harmonization and mutual recognition, which is harmonization, the laws that are made that binds all of us, we engrave in our law. Mutual recognition in the area where each country differ. You will agree, German will agree with me, you know, if, Jama, if a German comes to England, he has to abide by it. 
If I go to German, the area that we, we disagree or we derogate, I, will, I, British, will come under that law. Look at this now for the citizens' right they are talking about. The citizens' right they are saying now, which is the force you to be dealt with in Brexit, they said, our, our Prime Minister said, it should be a reciprocal treatment. Okay? Citizens' rights, European citizens' rights, is different from British citizens' rights. It's more extensive, especially when it comes to family members. There is going to be a real issue on if European Union gave us, gave British living in the Union now all their rights, then according to our Prime Minister, we must give them the same rights. Not as we think, but as it is. They call it right per se. Okay? That is the reason why they are saying that who will preside over it? Which court will preside over it? European, you know, insists that ECJ, which is European Court of Justice, should preside over it. And our own government is saying that, no, our Supreme Court should. But, of course, our Supreme Court cannot preside over European Union law if we are out of European Union. Okay? So, the citizens of Europe who are here, there is going to be, this is going to be a long journey. Anyway, just have that in mind. But if you get, look at my papers, I give you a lot of evidences, legal evidences, articles, and all stuff like that to help you understand about this is what it is. Now, having said all those jargon, okay, there are four, what is Brexit going to cost us? There are four major rights we have. You know, the free movement of goods, so from the time we Brexit, number one, if from the time we Brexit, depending on any arrangement they agree on immigration, we may have to take visa to go to Paris and to go to Germany. If you leave this country to any European country, you may have to have visa, have to take visa, which means that they also will have to take visa to come here. That depending on what they eventually agree. It is possible for them to go to the old ways where if you go to America three months, you don't need visa. But if you want to stay for three, more than three months, you need to apply for visa. All that one will come along with, it, with negotiation. The second major thing is that you can't take your goods from here anymore and go to Paris and sell it. You cannot do that. It has to now be subject to all the old tariffs, maybe even a bit tougher measures. Second thing is services. You know, some like an accountant now, as he is here, he can set up an office in Paris and practice. Just with a little bit of conformity with the regulation of practice in Paris or Germany. Once we Brexit, that is gone. Another thing is if you take any amount of money from here to Germany or to Paris, it's like going from here to Manchester. But once you Brexit, that stops. The amount of money you can take at a time will be capped. Just similar to when you are going to America, depending on what they agree eventually. But the most problematic one is the free movement of you. That is the movement of the people. I've looked at goods, services, capital, 
than people. Now, you see, the movement of people, free movement of people, is the major bone of the union. That is for people who, if you move from one state to the other, you can vote. You are a citizen. You are treated like um, a citizen. Well, of course, you can participate in, you know, you know um, um, what any citizen in that country will participate. Now, that is going to be a big problem for you and I. Really, I will say this, that for Christendom, um, for Christendom, the European Union opened the door for Christians from England to go to all Europe and evangelize them. And nobody could stop you because you, are, you have the right of any citizen of that country. But once the door is shut, you can't. You'll be treated as a foreigner in those countries. And you'll be subject to any rule that affects a foreigner in those countries. People who have companies over there now, they are company, if you're British, that you have your practice over there also, those companies will be treated as foreign organizations. Having said all that, they are working on this. How will that affect us now, practically? Let me just run through a few things. Um, there is something that, um, you know, they call passporting. You know, the, the banks, you know, commercial big banks, they are given a permission to trade with all banks in all the 28 states without any levy. But... Now that Britain has left, all those banks like JP Morgan, big American banks, big uh, Chinese banks, and all the rest of them, Japan, they will have to move. There is no, there is no second thought about it. The issue that um, London is the capital financial city of the world, it waits for the next nine months. You will see that it is no more. We are no more. Not only that also, Companies like uh, Nissan, you know, who 45% around about of their products are exported to Europe. Companies like Jaguar, the same thing. Now, those exports now will attract tariffs and taxes. And what will happen is that their sales will drop. Understand this is the major problem. We are one country. And against 27 countries now. Now, if you are an entrepreneur, what will you do? Will you prefer to move your company to 27 countries so that you can trade with 27 countries? Or will you prefer to stay here and pay tariff to 27 countries? No, you will prefer to go over there and only pay tariff to one country. Same thing with other services. Haven't talked about that. Therefore, we know that it will lead to job losses. Already today, they were announcing some job losses in some organizations, you know, um, within, within the country. Another area of uh, problem that we're going to face is our groceries. Currently, we know that we import, um, that is groceries and food. We import from Republic of Ireland. 52% of our import on beef come from Ireland. 
and Ireland imports 52% of our, you know, uh, vegetables. Now, something will happen to that too, which means that beef coming here from Ireland will become more expensive. Now, we also import from other countries of Europe various um, groceries, which they were, were discussing about that a few weeks ago, that sometime uh, in the month of May, cucumber was cast in London because we import them from Europe. All those things are going to you know, attract a lot of increase. Another problem in the area of increase is a lot of European workers who come here who are uh, nocturnal or seasonal, when we have harvest, they come in to harvest in our fields, uh, potatoes and all stuff like that, uh, strawberries and stuff. They are not there now. And it was announced in television last week by that farm, those farms, that their strawberry is going to be doubled in price because it will cost them more to harvest. Now, we're looking just at a fragment, a specimen, but then you can understand, apply this to everything we eat. Apply this to all the, all the uh, you know, other areas of import, clothes, shoes, and stuff from Spain, and all stuff like that. So if anybody says that we're having a, a, a smooth ride, I can guarantee you that in the real sense, it's a bumpy ride, very, very bumpy ride. Therefore, what should you do? The first advice I give you is to reduce your living expenses as much as you can. Because your salaries should be treated as same. Okay? I didn't speak about inflation because that we have to deal with in, you know, in other meetings. But I just want to talk about how it affects you directly. Reduce your living expenses. Where you drive your car all over before, try and let your car rest a little while so that the tires, the shocks, the brakes can last longer. When you are on the motorway, keep to speed limit. It helps to, you know, it, it, your fuel will reduce and your brakes will not wear easily, quickly. Tires will be longer before you change it. Don't buy any clothes you don't need. Invest your money on things that you need, not your want now. If you are one of those who just go anything you see in shop, you buy. You see that in shop, you buy. And your house is full of many things you don't use. Many clothes you don't wear. Many shoes you don't wear. You need to stop it now. We need to learn how to maintain our energy. Change your energy to, you know, efficiency. Apply efficiency towards your energy. You know, I just installed the hive in my heating. When I saw that um, they, they just gave me some exorbitant price for heating. So, as I am here now, uh, when I'm going home, I will put on my heating from my mobile phone and the heating will start. Instead of heating from morning so that my house will be warm and I'm there in the night. It's really when it's winter now. You know, you want to go into a warm house, isn't it? So, but with the British Guard, they have this program of Hive and people can buy it personally and install it where you can, on your, on your mobile phone, you know, when you are going, switch off your heater. And when it's about one hour to get home, switch on your heating. The same thing with your water, so that you can reduce your gas, electricity, and all stuff like that. All right. Now, what about to increase your capacity? 
everybody should start to, all professionals, start to look for area where your profession is heading to and acquire knowledge in that area. That's number one. None of you should say you can't go to school. You can all read. Because if you don't, in a short time, there are some careers now in five, ten years, they'll be obsolete. Um, I was opportune to go to Jaguar, you know, to see how they produce. And what we saw was that from raw material to full production of Range Rover, it takes only 48 hours. You see sheets. 48 hours come back, a full car is driven out. All what operate there are robots. And if you look at robots are becoming more versatile as to making more people jobless. Let me tell you something. If you go to the airport, um, I think it's Terminal 5 or so, British Airways, you don't need anybody to check in for you or to check your luggage. You go to the computer, put your luggage there, it will print your tag, you tag your load yourself, and you put it on the conveyor belt and it goes. Now, you know that means that some people who are working as loaders, their job is gone. Those people who are at the counter there, who are checking your ticketing and all stuff like that, they don't need it anymore. They don't need ticketing, tra- travel, and tourism anymore. So if somebody ticketing and tourism is what it did, you have to look for something else that you should do now. Because after a while now, it will be so. Even I saw on television about, um, you know, Tesco's. They've done a machine. They tested it in Japan. That machine, you go there. You know, we have some scanners here now. Okay? But those machines are even more than the scanners. You will, you will shop. You, as you pick it up, you use your, your fingerprint or something like that. Once you put your fingerprint there, every good that you take will go to your account and will deduct it straight away. You don't need to put card. Your fingerprint, everything will deduct to your account. So, what I'm saying by that is that for believers, we have to be smart. You must add to what you have. Now, looking at where the industry is going into so that you will not become obsolete in your career. The second thing is that um, those of you who are into trading, they spoke about China and um, India. That if we we leave European Union completely, we will come under WTO rule. We will do trade with China. We will do trade with India. Let me tell you. India and China are careful of England. I applied for visa of China, all right? And I was told today it was turned down. And it was turned down for no reason. And we apply on business. So Chinese government, we now had, have begun to take a stricter measure against British business people going to China. I would get it now. China gave us conditions that are tough. Um, India gave us conditions that are tough because understand that before UK now wants to go to China, China has proliferated itself in all Africa. India has proliferated in, in all Africa. I was just looking at a report of um, India, India and Nigeria, you know, uh, the businesses that India and Nigeria do. You know, they have enough in these nations, and which means that we will be at their mercy. 
We will not dictate the time to China because China doesn't really need us. We will not dictate the time to India. We need India. It doesn't really need us. And all what that will give us is a tougher tomorrow. I would get that now. Now, so those of you who are into importing and exporting, begin to look into, into importing, begin to look into, you know, other areas of import that we feel the lack of what we will lose from in Europe if you are into business of importing. Look in products that we are getting from Europe and alternative market from the um, third world countries where those things can be, can be gotten for something lesser which you can always switch into when the tide comes. I would together now. Uh, of course, those who are into wares, importing clothes and stuff, the problem is this for importation of things like that is this. If our currency continues to drop, which it will, Stanley will drop, it means that it is not healthy for anybody to import shoes and clothes anymore because people won't buy it. It will be too expensive. When the currency drops, it is advantage to people who are exporting. I would get that. But we're going to have that drop. But lastly, if we have the day they increase our interest rates, which can be any minute from now, it could be a solution to try to redeem the calamity in the, by probably September, October. Once they do that, all your mortgages will increase. Okay? All the goods you buy will increase. So if your salary does not increase and you don't have any extra income, what will happen? Foreclosure will be happening in the country to many people again. All right? So, there are four. I will now give you um, where is the men's meeting today? I will now give you few scriptures. For us, why do we have to know the real position we are? Because you must be wise. You know, politicians only speak for their party, not for the people. A politician speaks only for their party, not for the people. They want to please their party so that they can retain their position. So they say we are praying for people, all of them. I will say that I disagree. I won't say they are lying. But none of them who got there have really done the people's wish. Another thing you are hearing now regularly is that, um, you know, the people voted for Brexit. That's, they voted the, the, the parties that, that campaign that they want to uh, maintain Brexit. That's not true. That's not true. It was a protest vote against Brexit. You and I know that. But you see, the media themselves, they are the ones who cause all the problems. Yes? So when media speak, don't listen. What the people you can follow are when the media call a professor in economics or a professor in law to come and analyze all the rubbish. A professor cannot lie. He will tell you what entails. 
Those are the information you can base the planning of your life upon. Or else, if you follow these politicians, you will be very, very misled. For us, therefore, two things. The information that you have will help you to pray. But then at the same time, it will help you to do something to your life. Practical thing to your life. Those of you who have... Um, who are affiliated with another country, maybe you, you know you are from Africa or Brazil or Jamaica and stuff, and you are connected to your country, it may be a good thing to look for what Britain will need that you can bring in from your country. There will be room for that because Commonwealth nations are going to be the first people that we, you know United Kingdom is going to be looking at now. And of course, now that United Kingdom is going to crisis, Commonwealth nations are coming out of crisis. So, it's a matter of you look very well. But the Bible tells us this. In the book of Psalm, 37 verse 19, you remember this is a scripture God has given us for years. In times of disaster, they will not wither. In days of famine, they will enjoy plenty. So, all what I've told you is not to scare you. It's to let you know what the practical entails. Okay? But we know that we serve the living God. There will always be plenty in the land of Goshen when there is famine in the whole of Egypt. Are we getting it now? So, but the plenty that is in the land of Goshen, unless the Lord open your eyes. All right? And look at Isaiah, uh, I think it's 45, uh, from verse uh, 2. It says in verse 1, thus says the Lord, you know, verse 2 says, I will go before you and level the mountains. I will break down the gates of bronze. I will cut through the bars of iron. Then the next verse says, I will give you the treasures of darkness. This is the time for the church to access the treasures of darkness. That's the reason why I disagree with all our... Uh, some Christians who are saying that e- European Union is uh, Antichrist, this one is Antichrist. Who told them that? The Bible never tells us Antichrist, who Antichrist will be. Oh, Antichrist will be a Jew. Some people say it will be an Iranian. How can Iranian be Antichrist? Of all nations, Iranian be Antichrist. America will destroy him. Oh, yes. An Antichrist is not anything that anybody among us living today can point to. We will all be gone when he manifests. And the Lord will not reveal it to anybody. So all those people, don't follow them. We must know this. God always has treasures of darkness stored in secret places. And he says, so that you may know that I am the Lord and the God of Israel who summons you by name. So for me, the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. I'm a British. Of course, our Prime Minister has said it, that we are Brexiting. But we are still European. Amen? We are Brexiting, but we are still European. Amen? So any blessing that belongs to European Union is mine. That's far as I'm concerned. I'm not leaving European Union. Really, I'm going to move the office we have in Germany. I'm going to really commit myself to it. Because already when we are, we are before this Brexit, a good number of us... Not just us, but business people in England have gotten partnership with various people in, in, in Europe and doing good things. And we, will, we are going to put our head into it. That good, it must come to us. So is it time for us to recognize this? 
that is a time to pray. Another thing is that it's a time to be wise. Very, very wise. Now, in the book of um, Psalm 37, write this that now the verse 25. It says, I was young, now I'm old. I've never yet, I've never seen the righteous forsaken, nor their children beg for food, for bread. We will not beg for bread. When they say that people are jobless, you can only go from one job to another. I will together now. It says, they are always generous and learn freely. Their children will be blessed. Understand this, the righteous. This is a time to test the righteousness of anybody who profess to know the Lord. And Proverbs 6, which is your final admonition. My son, if you have put up security for your neighbor, if you have struck hand in pledge with another, if you have been trapped by what you said, and snapped by the words of your mouth, this is United Kingdom now, then do this, my son, to free yourself, since you have fallen into neighbor's, your neighbor's hand. Go and humble yourself. This is my message for our country. Press your plea with your neighbor. This negotiation, we need to pray for um, David Davis and all those who are in the team that Lord give them a humble spirit. Let me tell you something. Write this down. People, they, some people are saying for and against. Oh, you know, Europeans will be very fair with us. They need us. We need them. They will not. Because I'm writing papers on this now. There are some information I have been writing on which has been determined by 2011 about this situation by European Union. And I will be updating those of you on my list as I continue to write. This is it. If you were Europe, Mr. European Union, okay, don't you know that your thought would be, if I take it easy with London who had left, UK who had left, then the other will follow. And they, they build that thing. We have been there for 40 years. I would mean now. This is a marriage, this is a fight of divorce, of a marriage of 40 years. Alright? If any one of them say that, you know, I am, this is, this is the sincere truth. It's a lie, they lie to one another. Each one wants the best of them. And the, 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 the uh, John Claude has said that, you know, they are negotiating for the best they can get for the 27 countries. And they will get it. They will never give it easy. This is what I think. That may be, it may not be, not by prophetic, but by intellectual. That the issue of a citizenship and the other two considerations may be discussed for two years. So that to the time when our two years is over and they draw the curtain. So that we will now be told that, well, you have to now go and negotiate under WTO rule. We will also deal with you under WTO rule. After all, that's what you people want. The only thing that can stop that is God giving our leaders who negotiate humble spirits. All right? And wisdom. So that they will not go for the hard thing that, you know, all of them will regret. It says, go humble yourself, press your plea. Wisdom to be able to negotiate. And it says, allow no sleep to your eyes, no slumber to your eyelids. Of course, that is happening now because none of them can sleep now. If you watch them, 
If you watch them, they are having bags in their eyes. They can't sleep. It says, free yourself like a gazelle from the hand of the hunter, like a bird from the snare of the fowler. Go to the ant, you slugger. And that is talking to you now. So for our leaders, we need to pray for them. You know, Teresa May needs prayer now than ever. You remember the Lord told us that we should pray for her since January, for the month of September, October, that she will go through that period. And if you look at what is going on now, as she's fighting about negotiating, she's fighting about division in the party, she's fighting about, uh, you know, decision with the, uh, 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 the, the Democratic Union Party. So we need to pray for her seriously, that God will give her knowledge, God will give her wisdom, God will help her. Forget about what blunder she had done. At least God has served that right so that she should be caught. But at the same time, having her lost the majority she expected, the, plea, the route she's going now is still the old thing. Leave custom union. If we leave custom union and we leave single market, that's hard Brexit. You know why they don't want us in custom union? Well, cost, if we are in custom union, we'll be subject to the ECJ. Okay? But if we are not in custom union, we're not subject to ECJ. So our exit from the single market means we control our borders. But our exit for cross-country union means we control our law. And the two cardinal points for Brexit is control our border, control our law, which means no custom union, no single market. And we know that is disaster. It is disaster. So somebody somewhere has to change their mind. It could be the prime minister when the pressure becomes high. It could be the um, parliament that would decide that, look, let's have another referendum. We may get to that. Because if poor people become hard-pressed, anarchy is the historical, you know, um, you know, situation that always coming. And we don't want anarchy in our country. But if we go this way we are going, it is inevitable. And we may find ourselves revoking the decision we have made. Can we revoke it? Oh, yes. Article 50 takes you out. Article 849 takes you back. So, it says, Go to the ant, you sluggard. Consider its ways and be wise. It has no commander, no overseer or ruler. Yet, it stores its provision in summer and gathers its food at harvest. Store your provision now. That is summer. Or what I've told you. Live wise. Don't say you are living by faith and squander your wealth. Those of you who are wedding now, cut your coat according to your size. You don't have to invite the whole church to come and eat. Anybody wants to eat, they should pay for it. Yes. You say that, ah, his real wedding, he didn't invite me. You ask him that, you know, I saw that my name is not invitation. How much is the hotel for individual? It says it's 30 pounds. Okay, put my name there. Take 30 pounds. So that you want to go there. We don't have to kill somebody just going to wed. Because somebody is wedding, then he should, he should, we should make him commit suicide. We don't want that. Now, because things are going to be harder. It says, ants gather in summer. And they gather in the, you know, uh, uh, they, they store in the summer. And gather in the, in the harvest. How long will you lie there, you sluggard? When will you get out of your sleep? A little sleep, a little slumber, 
a little folding of hands. And poverty will come on you like a bandit. And scarcity like an armed man. Now, I'm going to stop here. We know what we do for the government is to pray for them. But we know what we do for yourself is to walk with your two eyes open. I will together now. All those who are saying prophecy, 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 they are liars. Because prophecy now, the position we are now is real. I have met some Christians who said, ah, God will see us out. I said, is Britain a Christian nation? It's not. Somebody has said to me before that, we thank God we are out of EU. EU is the one that brought all the bad laws. And I said to them, this here. Between ECJ and Supreme Court of Britain, who is more Christianly? Now let me give you a scenario and you decide. There's a woman called Eweda. Everybody who did um, law will have read about Eweda. Eweda is a Coptic Christian from Egypt. And she worked in Nigeria Airways. And she put on a little cross. A British Airways, sorry. Not Nigeria Airways. It's my wife who worked in Nigeria Airways before. She's not Eweda. Eweda works in British Airways. And then she put on a little cross, very tiny little cross. And the boss told her she must remove it. And she refused. He said, the symbol of my Christian faith. And they fired her. They suspended her. Now, whatever the case may be, the case went to court. The lawyers for Eweda argued that in British Airways, the Sikh put on their turban. And the Muslims are allowed to wear their hijab. Why can't this woman be allowed to wear just a small cross on her neck? She's not in any way serving people that you may say that the cross may contaminate the food. And her cross does not in any way infringe her duty. The lower court said she cannot wear the cross. They ruled against her. High court said she cannot wear the cross. They went to Supreme Court. Our Supreme Court in England said she cannot wear the cross. But Hindu can wear his own turban. Muslim can wear their own hijab. They said because, this is the technicality, that the faith of Hindu stipulates the turban and the faith of Muslim stipulates hijab, which is not true. There is no hijab in Quran. All right? But the woman also said, my faith stipulates it because Coptic Christians in their practice, they, they wear cross. And so, we appealed to the European Court of Justice. When we got to the European Court of Justice, the European Court of Justice said that this is common, it's prima facie. In another word, it's a matter of common sense. If you allow one faith, and you allow the second faith, you deprive the second, third, third faith, it's direct discrimination. And, said by the, and moreover, Section 9 and Section 8 of um, Human Rights Act, it says that everyone has the right to manifest their religion. So if this woman decides to manifest her religion in that form, then you don't have any right. If what she's wearing will affect her duty directly, maybe she's having food, and then the cross may enter the food or corrode or stuff like that, you can stop her. But this is a woman who sits attending to customers. You cannot tell her not to manifest her faith. And it is the decision of the ECJ that now was brought over to a Supreme Court, then our Supreme Court now reversed the decision. So who is Christian? I have the case of a few other Christians. The one who was a registrar, who normally 
she says she cannot wed homosexuals. And then, you know, the, with the, they always permitted her for some time. And in law, if you are permitted to do something in an office for some time, it becomes a cause of duty, which should not be revoked. But whatever the case may be, the council changed, or the, the authority changed, you know, and went to the other region of council, and they said, no, you must do that. And they picked that, picked that up. She went through all the legal system. She has to be fired. I would together now. So, if we look at it, while I would not say that ECJ are Christians, uh, more Christian, more favorable to Christianity, or Supreme Court of England is anti-Christian, well, I would not say that. But I would say that if not for ECJ, uh, Eweda will have been fired. I would together now. So, for those Christians who are saying that it is ECJ that brought all these promiscuous uh, uh, decisions in England. That is a lie. It's a black and white lie. It has nothing to do with ECG. The decisions we made in England is made by law. Look at our politicians. Now, the, the, the UDP, uh, DUP, having alliance with uh, conservative. Can you imagine what they are saying on television? Instead of them to talk about economic value, they are saying that yeah, because the um, DUP, uh, Democratic Union Party, they, they, are, they do not act, they are anti-homosexual and they are, they, they are anti-abortion, so they shouldn't, we should suffer and die. That's all what they are saying on, te- on, the, on, the, on the news. Alright? And some politicians are saying that. These are British politicians. These are not EU politicians. So, what I'm saying to say that is that the EU have nothing to do anti-Christian. It is us in our country that we are anti-Christian. The EU is not the one in the offices. When a Christian puts on anything about Jesus Christ, all brows will rise. Put anything about Hindu, about Islam, nobody touches it in our our, our, uh, councils. We want to go and sing on the park, my youth there. The the person who is the head of the council in Greenwich said that because it it is religious, they won't let us. But they let other religious groups, you know, do things there. So, those of you who are Christians who have been deceived that EU is the Antichrist, I'm telling you the Antichrist is very well in England, not EU. Anti, the power of Antichrist is everywhere in the world. The Bible says the secret power of lawless man is at work now, even in the root of England. So we have a job to do. We must not be ignorant. We must not be deceived by anybody. Let us make sure that what we have tonight, we take it on, we pray, and then we walk. Get yourself ready. If you put your hand, spread your hand on many things, then God can bless everything. But if you put your head in one narrow way, God has just only one thing to bless. And the Lord will strengthen you. So we rise up together, please. We are going to pray. The first prayer we are going to pray is for... The first prayer we are going to pray is for... The first prayer we are going to pray is for...